Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Okay, all right, 
well. Infidelity, <laughs> you know, we talked about things that were going to kill the relationship. Well, when we brought the issue of infidelity to the due time crew, they were going to kill each other. Oh, yes. <laughs> All three of the due time crew members said that they would not be able to uh, accept the infidelity thing. Yeah. That 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 ain't that ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. Unless they talk to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 kinda ended. <laughs> that kinda ended, you know, the whole, you know, compromising thing. Yeah, that would kill a relationship. That would kill a relationship. Especially when somebody in the relationship was no longer living. Yeah, that would kill a relationship. Relationship. <laughs> Ooh, was that a funny conversation? Well, we uh we got our switch tip on top of that conversation. Stop entertaining bad conversations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. You know. <laughs> oh boy. You know. As these switch tips are being, you know, rendered, you can see this more and more and more come true, you know, as the days go on. Yeah. Because it makes you start paying attention to things. Well, that's what the switch tip is about, you know, switching from uh, your, your, uh, how does she say it? I guess from the world to your godly seat. But I know she doesn't say world, but to your godly seat. (laughs) As you begin to, you know, let the words of God saturate uh, your heart and your spirit, you begin to see things differently. And mm, 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 some bad conversations will, I mean, they will stick out. And they have since last week, Monday, when we got the switch tip. And uh, ever since we got the switch tip, I think I went from 5% of accepting bad conversations and entertaining them to about 0.1%. Uh, you know what? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. You know, I, I, I can't... Uh, I, 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 my, 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 my background, my people's in the background. Yeah. You know what? I can always rely on them. Let me get that. Let me get that, that line. Switching from the streets <laughs> to our godly seat. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure Shantice would be happy to know that, you know, y'all have listened to this for two and a half years. And it has stuck, and with passing stuff, I got so many other things in my head. It just wouldn't come out this morning. So listen, let's switch from the street to our godly seat and stop entertaining those bad conversations. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, my my people's in the background. Okay, okay. Well, that's how we spent last Monday. Well. 
Let's Talk About It Tuesday rolled around, and uh, the church folk conversation rolled around, and oh boy, the Urban Christian Academy out in Kansas City, well, they are no more very shortly. Yeah, they took the Urban Christian thing to a whole different level, <laughs> and they openly, you know, uh, they openly told everyone that considering that they had some LGBTQ staff and students, that they would openly, they would openly start to support that community. And unfortunately, the community that financially supported them decided, nah, nah. Listen, we ain't got nothing against the LGBTQ community. However, we're supposed to be the Urban Christian Academy and Christians. No, don't support that community. And unfortunately, that Christian community did not support the other community. You know, they didn't want to stay silent anymore. They said they wanted to be supportive, and they did not want to help the LGBTQ community stay silent. They wanted to openly support, and they had every right to, uh, if you were using your own money, though. Yeah. Yeah, you know, listen, the, the, the tuition-free Students were tuition free because the community and the churches supported them. Unfortunately, when you are being supported by a certain people or community, they kind of dictate whether they want to support what you do or not. And they have every right. It's their money. And you have every right because it's your school. Well, they are closing their doors now. They're forced to close their doors because the funding that they need is no longer there, and I guess they could not get that funding from the community that they were supporting, so they had to close their doors. Okay. Well, unfortunately, that's how the cookie crumbles for some people in some instances. Oh, well, we're going to do Wednesday. Wow, Wednesday rolls around. And uh, we got our girl Vivian to give us our socially conscious segment. And we talked about mm, Mayor Eric Adams spending the coldest night, they say, in the Brooklyn Terminal shelter with his brothers. And... You know, we talked about whether, you know, it was impressive or not. And unfortunately, for the most part, it wasn't. Now, ain't nobody trying to hear you spent one night and that's supposed to make a difference. I'm not saying you're supposed to live there. Now, I don't want nobody to think that I'm saying he got to pack up and move up in there. But again, if you're going to make the difference, then find a real way to make the difference because... That doesn't seem to be, you know, impressing people. And I'm sorry, impressing people is what you need to do if you want to stay in office. Yeah, 
you. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, you know, that's how, uh, you know, we started off. And then we ended up just talking to the, the ladies out there and helping them to understand some of the better things you, you do, you know, when you get lonely. Because we also had the socially conscious story about the woman who let the, uh, who answered the door. Let, let's just put it like that. Answered the door to the Con Edison imposters at 2.30 in the morning. And uh, that didn't work out too well for her. And they thought maybe it was a loneliness move. You know, she was lonely, and she opened up the door, and that didn't work too well. So, listen, ladies, we talked about being lonely, the things that you should do and you shouldn't do when you do get lonely. So, go take the advice, okay? Ladies gave some good advice. Ladies gave some good advice. All right. Well, Thursday. Thursday, 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 Thursday. Therapeutic Thursday came around, and we talked about the fact that crime has just risen so much in New York City that now our businesses are closing early. Yes, they're closing earlier. They're opening up later. Yeah, they're shrinking their business hours because crime is going buck wild. Yeah, so now we don't have our... ATMs open as long, and some of the other businesses are closing their doors, or like I said, they're opening up a little later because they just can't afford to, you know, endure the crime, or they're protecting their customers, you know, and it's sad, it's sad, it's sad that we can't even enjoy life because it's just really taking over. It's the crime is taking over. But now we have to shrink business, our business life. Well, I guess we'll manage. What are you going to do? Well, when you talk about Freestyle Friday, oh my goodness, it was Freestyle Friday for real on Friday. And all I'm going to do is tell you to go back and listen, yeah, I'm never going to describe what happened on Friday because it definitely took a turn that none of us anticipated, and it's indescribable, so go back and listen, okay? Okay. Well, today, today is Monday, and we're shaking the Monday morning blues, and we have our guests on this morning. And I'm looking forward to a wonderful time. I'm so happy that I'm here with you today. And uh, (laughs) let's get this party started. So go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph. It's on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. Barbados joins with other countries around the globe to observe World Day of Social Justice, recognized annually on February 20th. World Social Justice Day is the 20th of February 2020. 
come celebrate that day with us. It speaks not only of social justice for the committee that has been formed, but it also speaks to each person, each member, each citizen, each community, each family member, each organization. Each person matters when it comes to social justice. So we have a standing desk 
that's also called a stand-up desk. And basically, it just allows you to stand up comfortably while you're working. And, you know, some people prefer it. Some people need it, you know, the way some people would need to sit. And, you know, I remember when you're in a hospital, they have those trays that can go kind of up and down. Well, don't you wish you had those desks sometimes so you could kind of shift? Well, here's what we're talking about today. We're only going to talk about the ones that you stand at when you work, okay? So some of the benefits, well, one, standing, they say lowers your risk of weight gain and obesity, all right? So they say, excuse me, that, you know, the exercising of standing up because then you're forced to walk a little bit more. Because really the reason why people don't walk, they say, when you are sitting at a desk is because you always have to stand, get up and down, get up and down, which might burn a couple of calories, but it doesn't really happen. But at least when you're already standing, they say it kind of forces you to walk around, and that forces you to burn more calories than just forcing you to stand up. So as you're walking around at your stand-up desk and you're burning calories, it subsequently lowers your risk of weight gain and obesity. All right? Number two, the benefits of a standing desk, they say it lowers your blood sugar levels. Yeah. So they say in a small study of uh, office workers standing for 180 minutes after lunch reduced the blood sugar spike by 43% compared to sitting for the same amount of time, okay, same amount of time, rather. They say both groups took the same amount of steps, indicating that the smaller spike was due to standing rather than additional physical movements around the office, okay? So can you imagine that that alone would just keep your blood sugar levels down? Wow, wow. All right. Number three, the benefits of a standing desk. They say it lowers your risk of heart disease. Wow. So they say a study found that bus conductors who stood all day had half the risk of heart disease-related deaths as their colleagues in the driver's seats. Wow. Mm. They say it's so harmful that even an hour of intense exercise may not make up for the negative effects of of an entire day spent sitting. Wow. Wow. They say it's widely accepted that the more time you spend sitting, the greater your risk of developing heart disease. All righty. Wow. Wow. Well, number four, they say standing desks 
appear to reduce back pain. Wow. So they say back pain is the is one of the most common complaints of office workers who sit all day. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Imagine that. Imagine that. All right, so they say to determine if standing desks could improve this, several studies have been done on employees with long-term back pain. So they say the participants have reported up to 32% improvement in lower back pain after several weeks of using standing desks. Wow. Wow. They say the CDC found that use of a sit-stand desk, oh, there we go, y'all, that desk that goes up and down, reduced upper back and neck pain by 54% after just four weeks. Wow. Wow. All right, we're talking about the benefits of a standing slash stand-up desk. The next thing, standing desks help improve mood and energy levels. Wow. So they say in one week, uh, I'm sorry, in one seven-week study, participants using standing desks reported less stress and fatigue than those who remained seated the entire workday. Additionally, 87% of those using standing desks reported increased vigor and energy throughout the day. Okay, okay. Number six, standing desks may even boost productivity. Uh, the common concern of a sitting desk is that you'll just sit there all day. <laughs> but if you use a standing desk, it won't really hinder your other tasks that involve you standing or moving around. And they say while standing each afternoon may take some getting used to, Standing desks appear to have no significant impact on typical work tasks. And in a study of 60 young office employees, using a standing desk for four hours each day had no impact on characters typed per minute or typing errors. Well, listen, I know they're not comparing this to no young people. Because young people, they got some hyper stuff going on, so they always moving around. They're not sitting long enough unless they're playing a game. So, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead with the young people. Talk about the older people. I mean, more, I'm more impressed. I'm more impressed. Well, seven, the benefits of a standing desk. They say standing more may help you live longer. Oh, okay. So... They say type 2 diabetes and heart disease <laughs> is really associated with sedentary time. So, in other words, again, as we said earlier, that's sitting. That's sitting. You know, as you move around, you're getting, you know, that movement. Your blood is flowing and your body's moving and all that kind of good stuff. And they say a review of 18 studies found those who sit the most 
are at a 49% greater risk of dying early than those who sit the least. All right? So get up. (laughs) Get up. Get up. Shake that Monday morning blues and start using a standing desk. Now, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a little different when you're doing certain types of work because if your desk needs to, you know, have a bunch of computers and all kinds of stuff on it, you may not be able to do the sit-stand thing. But listen, figure out how you're going to make it work. If if standing is going to improve your health, then just get up and down. Force yourself to get up and down more. And that way the heart disease doesn't set in. That way the obesity doesn't set in. That way your blood sugar levels will decrease. All of that comes with movement. All of that comes with movement, and especially for those who don't really exercise. So at least with your standing, you don't have to worry about getting up because you're already standing. But you can't stand no eight hours. So I I don't know, you know, how you're going to make this work. And that's only when you're working at home because an office is not going to buy a whole bunch of standing desks. (laughs) You're standing around looking at one another, that ain't going to work. But, again, you know, figure it out figure it out. If you're in an office where you're, you know, forced to sit all day because that's just the way the office is made, that's the way the desks and the chairs are made, then you have to figure out what you're going to do for your health. Okay. All right. Working at home may not be an option for you, but again, either way, you may not be able to stand for eight hours. You may not be able to sit for eight hours. So, again, make the adjustment, do what you need to do, get your health together, and it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. Okay? All right. We're talking about just expanding your life as much as you can. Remember that faith without works is dead. So you have all the faith in the world that God's going to expand your life. But if you killing yourself, then it ain't going to work. All right? All right. Wow! We're shaking the Monday morning blues today, and guess what's open? The Relationship Clinic. And before I even bring our guests on, i got to say, I don't think I've has, had as much fun speaking to a potential guest than I have with one of our guests today, one half of our guests today. And I have with us this morning... Pastors, plural, Pastors Vincent and Brenda Stokes. And I had a ball talking to Pastor Brenda. It's almost like uh, we've, like she said, it was like we knew each other for like years. Well, I have an auntie Brenda, so that might that might have helped a little bit. But it was it was a blast speaking to her, and I couldn't wait to get them on. And let's say good morning to the Stokes. Good morning. Good morning. How are you both? We're doing very well this morning. Amen. Very blessed. The sun is trying oh, to... Ooh, I love the face. energy. You see what I'm talking about, y'all? <laughs> I love the energy. Thank you so mm. much. 
for joining us this morning for the Relationship Clinic. And why don't you tell us who the Stokes are? Sure. Well, uh, we are the Stokes. Um, we've been married for 36 years. Uh, we, met, we, we met each other 10, 10 years before that uh, and became fast uh, acquaintances and then became uh, real friends. And uh, it, it's been a journey. We have three sons. Uh, 28, 30, and 35. So uh, we're trying to trying to get an empty nest. <laughs> they want things. They're into that boomerang, that boomerang ministry, you know. <laughs> we, don't laugh. Well, we love them. Most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> We, we've been involved in ministry, music ministry. Uh, we originally were both born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and we both attended Nazarene churches while we were up there. Uh, Pastor Vincent was at Miller Memorial, now known as uh, Community Worship Center. I was at Beulah Church in Nazarene where my dad was a senior pastor at one point. And, uh, you know, involved in music ministry. Then we moved to Daytona Beach, Florida, and got involved in real ministry, ordained ministry, in 2003. And we've been serving in different uh, capacities. Uh, Currently, we serve as intercessory pastors at Reviving Soul Ministries out of Cocoa, Florida, where Bishop Camille D. White is pastor. We also, uh, we've done seminars, we've done workshops, we do couples counseling, but most of all, we like to keep it real. You know, a lot of people see you in ministry and don't think that you have uh, a relationship that, you know, that is, uh, I wouldn't say different, but, you know, a relationship with each other, aside from the relationship with God. Wow. I love that introduction, and again, I love the energy, and 36 years of marriage, the empty nest thing, I'm definitely understanding. You two are hilarious already, already. You know, and you kind of, wait, what did you say? I'm sorry, we've learned to laugh at ourselves. Uh, listen, listen, you gonna have to to survive this mm-hmm. life and this That's world. Right, man. That's right. <laughs> you you kinda gave a prelude to it won't wait, let me make sure I got this right. It will always be like this. That's Amen. the topic that you yeah. chose. And you know, yeah. here's the thing. The the list was really, really long, and it's narrowing down, and it's getting mm-hmm. to some real meaty, meaty, meaty topics. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it will always be like this was one of the meaty topics. Why uh-huh. did you choose that one? What made you choose that? Well, actually, um, I chose it <laughs> because <laughs> it, it, it really screamed at me. <laughs> Especially in, in in our early days of of marriage, you know, uh, not so much the dating because we were friends for so long that um, we actually didn't date for a long time. I think we may have dated for maybe a year and a half, right? Mm-hmm. 
maybe a year and a half, but we we already had been gone through some things as friends, and so uh, the marriage was just a you know a, a, the next step for us. And you know, a lot of times people just have their sights on the wedding day, right. and they don't have you know they don't have a clue about what to expect during a marriage. There's a big difference. Yes. Yeah. You know, it won't always be be this way. There'll be good days. There'll be bad days. There'll be some days that have you scratching your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. So before I bring out anything, what's one of the things that made you scratch your head, Pastor Brenda? <laughs> Come on now. You you know when when you you get married young you know in your twenties and thirties I consider that young you know you have your your beautiful figure and you have your hair and you know everything's going great and then you know sometimes the children come along and for women sometimes our bodies go south <laughs> you know as you get older <laughs> as you get older you know you have different health challenges. You know, uh, as, and then uh, you just, you, you know, your focus becomes a little different. You know, you focus on each other, but there are things that happen in your life that may sometimes cause you to take your eyes off of the right focus. Mm-hmm. You know, as, because, you know, a lot of us, we love, we love to have praise and we love to have accolades and whatnot, and that can get to your head sometimes. And you right. have to remain focused in your marriage. And it doesn't matter if you're in ministry or not because, you know, people can pay you compliments. And if your spouse isn't paying you compliments, you start to think. Right. Say, wait right. Minute, you know, you used to say this and you used to give me that and you used, we used to do different things together. So we wanted to make sure that people understand that you have to stay with the right focus because life is going to happen. Wow. All right, so I'm going to stay right there because that was actually one of my one of my things on my list, um, just the shifting of, you know, you start off, like you said, Pastor Brenda, mm-hmm. for both, for both, because, you know, I'm sorry. Men, you know, we always talk about how the women's bodies change when mm-hmm. they have children, but I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All of these men end up getting pot bellies and all kind of things and, Ain't nobody talk about watch, that. Watch out now. <laughs> watch out now. <laughs> well, well, you know, let's be real. You get, men get the pot bellies, they get the bald heads. That's it. You know, so they're not all that, you know, their figure changes as well. But we never kind of focus on that. It's always kind of on the women. And, yes. you know, I don't know the before and after for the two of you. But let's talk about if there's a before and after and how you handle that because we're talking about it won't always be like this. And a lot of times, especially this new generation, they're looking at what you look like now. And as things begin to shift, because like you said, Pastor Brenda, life changes. And as life changes, we've talked about this here on this uh, is due time quite a bit. The woman now she coming to the door with the with the with the shirt and the bonnet and all kind of things. So let's talk about that, both of you, for a little bit. So who are we starting with this morning, Uh, Pastor Brenda, or we gonna start with you, Pastor Vincent? 
before Pastor Pastor Vinny's going to really kick it off, but it was it was funny that you mentioned about the men because I've gone to uh, my high school reunions. I've gone to a couple of them. I graduated from Brooklyn Tech up in Brooklyn, and it's amazing to see how the men have transformed. You know, yes. the ones that okay. we thought were cute and the ones that we all had crushes on. It's like, ooh, now you, now you look different. <laughs> Well, you know, ooh, I'm glad I didn't marry him. Yeah, thank, thank God you dodged the bullet, you know? <laughs> oh, my well, goodness I'm, gracious. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Somebody said, thank God for the ones, ones that got away. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, now, well, with, with me, I, I think... We're, we're part of that same that that same reality, you know. We were we were young and you know I I'm very active and uh, both of us. Brenda would talk about her uh, what do you call them? Get cigarette jeans? Yes, yes. About, about her little cigarette, cigarette leg jeans. Leg jeans. Jordache. Uh huh. Jordache jeans. <laughs> and, you know, she had half a little figure. You know, and and um. I, I would I would do a lot of uh, outdoor manual work, so I, I had you know I was pretty good, I, I was pretty tight, and, and uh, the operative word was <laughs> you know because that 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 transformation happens you know when you blink your eye all of a sudden you have changed. Yeah. 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 All of a sudden, you have changed, and you are into a, a new reality. Mm. And, and that's that's despite uh, I was a letter carrier for 34 years. Wow! So you were you were always moving around. I was always moving around, always moving around. But when I got the chance to sit down, <laughs> I was listening to your stand-up desk talk earlier. Mm. <laughs> Yes. Wow. Coming to my house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, it's the the before and the after. You know, a lot of times we have to remember that what we did before to to attract folks, and it's not. I'm not saying to attract folks in a negative way, but you know, right. to really upkeep yourself. Right. A lot of times we just let that go. Right. You know, especially if we feel that we, you know, we've got some, got someone, you know, that's going to love right. us and care for us. And again, you know, things are going to happen. Your body's going to go through changes on both sides, the men and the women. But you've got to still take that same care of yourself. Right. Right. You right. know, you, you mentioned about the bonnets, and you know, here in Florida, I mean, we see it all bonnets yeah. and pajama pants. I mean, these people are going out to functions. Public. Yeah, they're going out in public. Yeah. Like. No, no, no. That's not how you used to dress before. You know, you, you get to the, some people just get to the point where they just don't care, Pastor Stephanie. Right. And if, and if, and if, and if they don't say, "Where you going like that?" Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that says a lot also. Yeah. They won't right. accept anything. You know, you you need a mirror and you need a friend. A friend that's going to tell you the truth. <laughs> Pastor Brenda, you know, you sound like my daughter. She always says, you don't have no friends if they let you look like that. And so she's right on that same path of allowing, you know, your your people, and you don't say anything. But here's here's what I want to 
kind of zone in a, a little differently than what we normally do. I want you to to speak about uh, how you felt. Uh, so, uh, Pastor Vincent, you were talking about how you started off as a letter carrier, so you were moving around a lot. So, therefore, you know, that was your exercise. You're constantly moving. Right. And now as oh, yeah. time went on, your body started to change. How did you feel about yourself? Things won't mm-hmm. always be like this. And a lot of times mm-hmm. what, what happens is people go into a level of depression right within the relationship. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. that's another battle that you have where your spouse might not be, you, they may understand that, you know, you're shifting and you're changing, we're getting older, but you are having the mm. difficulty. And now you're bringing like a whole different uh, shift to the relationship. And now that makes the relationship a lot, di- a lot more uh, uh, heavier than it could have been mm-hmm. had you started looking at this thing differently. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, I'm I'm the kind of the person that um, those things on the surface they don't they don't they don't do a lot to me. Mm. I'm not focused on on my weight gain. I'm not focused on because there's there's so much more to focus on. We were, mm. we were in the midst of we were in the midst of raising kids. We were in in the midst of uh, ministry. Mm-hmm. So, so I I didn't have the time really to focus on myself. I come from, I'm, right. I come from a huge family. You know, I was raised with eight sisters and, wow. and a brother. Yeah, yeah. So, so we didn't. You know, worrying about some things was really a luxury mm. that I couldn't afford. Wow. And it wasn't till really uh, when my health started to be challenged that I really started looking back and say, hey, who's that on the scale with you? Mm. Okay. You know? and, and, and so so now, you know, I'm, I'm 66, and so now I'm, I'm more concerned, uh, take, take better care of myself, make better choices, you know. And um, so I'm like, like, like some people, that's all they think about mm-hmm. is how they look. Right. Right. That's trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's trouble because you because the, the same way that you know things aren't always going to be like this, they could be worse. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. Mm. They oh. can get worse in a hurry, and we have the wrong focus. Mm. Good mm. stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Pastor V, I'm, can I call you Pastor V? That's my thing. You certainly can. All right, thank you so much. Come on, come on, come on, Pastor Brenda. That's that's, yeah. that's some good stuff over there that he's talking. Yes. How does that How does that work for you? The shifting. Of, I'm watching you change, and I'm fine mm-hmm. with you. Mhm, mhm. You know, the the thing that has always helped us in our relationship in our marriage is that we're great supporters of each other. Okay. And I re- I remember, you know, when we were at the point where, you know, we were talking about marriage and and I remember these words so clearly coming from Pastor V where he said, you know, I love you even if you were dressed in a potato sack. Oh. And, and oh. that, you know, that that really stuck with me because, you know, 
you you do your best again to to keep up your appearance, but you know, for me, a lot of times uh, I've had weight gain due to medication, and it's okay. something that you know is is something that is out of your control. Basically, I mean, you know right. you, what you have to do to take care of yourself, but some of the side effects and the babies. Right. And, and you know, and, right. and, and again, the, you know, the babies can put a hurting on you as well. And right. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just thankful for a, a supportive partner. I'm thankful that you know we're here for each other, and we, we do our best to try to get to the gym, and we do our okay. best to try and you know, you know, to challenge each other. You know, we, we want to be around for each other for a long time. Amen. Amen. So, you know, so so having positive influences. Because let me tell you, Pastor Stephanie. Sometimes we we I come from a Caribbean background, and okay. so, so you know, a lot of times when people haven't seen you in a while, their their response is, "Well, you get so fat." Without them, without them knowing the exact situation, and it's not saying you're going right. out there broadcasting your business. But you know, right. a lot of times those statements can be hurtful because yeah. people don't—they don't always understand what you're going through, and they make no right. no attempt to understand. No. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I love this. I love this. I I want to stay here for somebody for for, sure. for, sure. for another minute, if you don't mind, because sure. but I want to take a little shift. Because as you were talking, I remember a conversation that took place. So you mentioned the medication, uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Brenda. So mm-hmm. I was taking some medication, and my hair, it was affecting my hair. So I ended up shaving wow. my hair very long. Wow. And I remember uh-huh. a, a, a friend of mine, his wife said, I love the haircut. And mm-hmm. she said, I wish I could cut my hair the way your hair, and she said, but her husband, which was my friend, he wouldn't go for it. So I said, oh, oh, if I cut my head the way I want to cut my hair, it's my head. He ain't got nothing to say about it. And the <laughs> Lord had to deal with me. And the Lord yeah, said, it's, it's not your head, Stephanie. And I mm. want to talk about that. I want you two to talk about that. Because, again, again, this is an adjustment. It won't yeah. always be like this. There will be things yeah. that shift. You will take a certain mindset that may not be appropriate and now yeah. God's got to adjust this thing. So, Pastor Brenda, I want to start with you on this one. Yes. Well, if you've seen my picture, you you know you can see that my hair is very short. And I will tell you that I did not like doing hair. My youngest okay. sister was the one that was with the you know the, the 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 different hair products, and she tried this and that, and I just did not like doing here. I had the the ill-fated jerry curls at one point. I had my hair in braids. And, and, you know, growing up, it was always that hot comb, and I despised that thing. With, I despised it. Okay, so okay. As, you know, moving here to Florida, of course, where it's hot, you know, 80% of the year, you you know, it's, it's just, um, it was unbearable for me. So I told uh, Pastor V one day, I said, look, I'm going to cut my hair. I've got. I just can't take this anymore. And he knew. He knew exactly why I wanted to cut it. He he knew that you know I wasn't into doing here because that wasn't my end all be all. She prayed for three okay. times. <laughs> <laughs> prayed. All right. 
that shows you because I did not want to do hair. I, I, you know, I, I mean, if the Lord would have seen fit to give me daughters, I would have loved them, but it would have just been a different. Ball girl. <laughs> a different... Ball. So when it came time to the point where, you, you know, I got, I, I got it cut down to a certain length and it was manageable there, and then I just worked towards getting it cut shorter. And up to this day, Pastor V and I go to the same barber. Wow! And, wow! And I, wow. I, you know, I get the, I get the same comments. You know, when people see me, say, "I wish I could cut my hair as short as yours," and I, you know, but my head looks like this. Or, and it, you know what? It takes a certain amount of confidence. Mm-hmm. And right. It takes right. A good, right. You know. It, it takes uh, the, the support, you know. My husband said, "Will tell me, say, you know, your hair looks beautiful." He he does my hair in terms of coloring it as well. Wow. Wow. So that shows you the support as well that I get from him. I mean, he had sisters that were stylists, and he just learned a lot from them. Wow. Isn't that something? Wow. It's all about the support. You know, it's all about the support, and he supported me. You know, if if I didn't like how things would have looked, I know he would have still said, you know, baby, I still love you, but, you know, I know you want to try something else. And he gives me that opportunity and and you know to to really be who I am, and I appreciate that so much. Wow, 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 Pastor V. Again, I'm going back mm-hmm. to my girlfriend's her her statement, and she said, "I wish I could cut my hair like that, but he would never let me do that." Mm-hmm. You know that, that's that's rough. That's that what that really shows is that unfortunately that brother's insecure. Mm. Okay. Mm. He 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 has uh, insecurities, and so he wants to be able to control every narrative. Mm. You can't. Okay. Mm. Okay. Can't. Nobody nobody wants to be in a cage. Mm. Right. Right. Nobody right. wants to be in a cage. What, right. what is it? If if, if 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 you love that bird, you gotta let it go. You got the bird has to be able to fly, and and if it loves you, it'll come back. We are not oh, control ready. people by keeping a grip on them. Doesn't work. Hmm. I love no, it. I love work. it because I love it. You know, we're talking about the shifting of things within mm-hmm. marriage. And again, you know, clearly when he married her, she looked a certain way, and he wanted mm-hmm. her to stay. Like you said, he mm-hmm. needed her in that cage. He want, but things won't always be like this as she's evolving. No. Her desires yes. are evolving, and like you said, yes. we can't kind of control that when we got to worry about controlling ourselves. We, how are you doing yes. all of this? Yes, that's How are you right. doing all of this? Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. You Here's know, something that came across. Oh, yes, uh-huh. yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. No, 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 you go ahead. No, no, go. Finish up. Finish up. Oh, um, it's sometimes, sometimes, you know, like, like Pastor Brenda said, you know, we try to get to the gym. Sometimes I'm Pastor Brenda don't want to go to the gym. Yep. <laughs> right. Right, right, You don't want right. to go to the gym. But I say, all right, baby, I'll see you when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Because all right. I, have to go to, I have to go to the gym for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and you know, it's important for me. I had a I had a real bad health scare uh, 
a few years ago, I ended up in the hospital for 30 days. And wow. I, it was no picnic for me. It was no picnic for her. And I have no intention of going back. Right. I have no intention of going back. But, you know, I have to do, you know, what's best for my health. I'm responsible for my health. Hmm. Brenda's not she's responsible for other stuff. But as far as my health, I've got to take control of that. Right. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you for adding that part. Thank you. I'm looking at, and it's talking about becoming less agreeable. And as as we get older, you know, a a lot of times older people begin to say, well, I'm I'm this old so I can say and do what I want to do. You know, I I didn't live through this, I didn't got through that, I didn't experience this, and I'm at the point where I want to be able to say and do what I want to say and do. And, again, I, both of you have said, you know, when you first start, this, you know, we're always doing things that we're going to do to keep the person, to get the person. Now, what are we willing to do to keep the person? And right, being right. agreeable or less agreeable is an adjustment. It ain't always going to be like this. We go <laughs> past V, past the V. What yes. happens with you? died? No, no what happened? Oh. Yeah, you're here. Yeah, we're here. You, you fell out. I didn't yeah, what was the question again? Could you repeat the question? I was saying what happens with that? You're becoming less agreeable, more agreeable. You oh. ain't going to always be the same. Oh, no, I, I think I think for us, you know, we've learned how to pick our fight. We've learned how to pick our battles. Everything is, everything is not, you know, you know, World, world War Three. you know. And, and um, you know, like I said before, there's so many things that are more important, you know. We, you know what our biggest battle over is? What are we gonna have for dinner? <laughs> well, what are we going for dinner? I don't know. You picked something. No, you picked something. No, I picked yesterday. No, you did it. I picked that. You know. So I mean, if okay. that's worse than that, you know, we can deal with that. You you have to learn what is what is, what we consider a non-negotiable. Yeah. You know, there are just some things that, that occur in your relationship that you draw that line in the sand and say, you know, we're not doing that. Right. You know, we're, we're not going to behave that way. And, you know, we, we've seen it where older couples, they just get more nasty towards each other. Right, and, right, and right. This is, you know, and, and as you get older, this should be the time where you're really embracing each other. And, you know, because you don't know, how, none of us know how much time we have left on this earth. So why right. is the earth so miserable? Why is right. the earth so disagreeable? Right, right, right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation because it, it's, it, you see so much go on in relationships. As people, like you yeah. said, as people get older, you know, now everybody wants things their way. So now you are becoming less agreeable because, you know, again, I don't know how much time I got and I, I need to do things this way or that way because now the world is also having a, playing a heavy part 
on who you are and what you do and, you know, yeah. they make it so beautiful and it ain't working, but it looks beautiful, but it ain't working. Yeah. One of the other yeah. things I saw that I really would love for you two to talk about is the emotional stability that shifts. Mm. It ain't always going to be like this. You know, when you first started mm. off, you didn't have any children. Now you get that one boy, now you get that two boy, now you got that three boys, and now <laughs> things begin to shift, especially, um, Pastor Brenda, when you're going through an emotional shift with your hormones that you can't even control. You don't know how it's going. You don't know which, where, where you, whether you're going to be up or down. You know, you're ready to pull a little bit of hair you got out. And now that whole emotional shift takes place. And yeah. how do you deal with that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as we all know, you know, when you are early in age, your sex drive is just through the roof. And, you know, you, you're, just going, you're just going for the goal. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You are going for the goal. You're making that touchdown. You're hitting that home run as, as often as you can. You know, but then then the babies come on. And then you have your work responsibilities. And there's some people that work different shifts. So you have to make that adjustment that way. And then, as you mentioned, you know, uh, I've gone through menopause. And th- there were times when it, it just, I, I just felt like I was just losing it. Pastor Vinny would crack up because, you know, I would be sitting somewhere and just get a hot flash. But I'm on. And I mean, and he would just crack up. And, and we both were sitting there laughing because it was like, I got to get out of here. I got I to gotta get someplace. Wow. You know, I, I just, and it was just dealing with that type of, it, it felt like an emotional roller coaster. But, you know, we, uh, we learned to recognize the signs. And you learn how to, to work around. You learn how to make the, the best of situations, you know. And then you learn how to say no to outside, you know, outside influences. You know, okay. you, learn, you, you have to learn how to, to really take care of the needs of your spouse, not going to the point, you know, where it's being abusive, because each of us need time to rest as well. Right, right, so, right. You know, right. It's, it's taking it's taking time. You know, when you have to focus on the job, and then there was a point in time where I was working overseas in South America, on and off for about three years. So emotionally, wow. we had to yeah, we had to deal with the emotions of me being away, and then the emotions of me coming back home. Wow! Because, wow! You know. There's, you know, there's a shift in dynamics, you know, where when I was away and, you know, after a hard day, I didn't have to talk to anybody. Right, you know? right, right. And, you know, I could just go into the, the, the hotel room and have dinner and go to sleep. Whereas, you know, if I'm home and I come home, my husband is expecting me to talk. You know, right. he's expecting me to spend some bonding time with him. So you have to be able to make those shifts and recognize the sign and recognize when, you know, things are lacking, don't just put it inside and say, you know what, I'll look for somebody else. Or I have somebody right. else on the side. That's not the way to go. That just introduces more trouble. Right, 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 yeah. right. It, it was, uh, it was, I mean, I was glad that she had, had an opportunity for the experience. But like she said, I was I was home, you know, alone. Uh, because most of the time she would go, be like maybe in the summer, uh, the boys would, would uh, stay with um, 
another aunt or whatever. And uh, until they, you know, got old and they were able to be by themselves. But um, it, it takes it takes a lot of patience because sometimes you don't you don't see what what the other person is going through. Mm. You don't you don't really see right. what they're going through because one they're not talking about it. Mm. Right. They're not talking about it. And I was I was I was not a real talker anyway. Mm. But okay. I, 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 I'm thankful for growing up in a house of girls in a house of women. Yeah, we're forced to talk. So, <laughs> so my sisters, they were really helpful um, and helping me to navigate, you know, some of the issues and some of the feelings that may come up. They said, don't worry, man, Britain loves you. Y'all be all right. <laughs> you know? Y'all just, 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 you know, just, just roll with it. And um, okay. some things just had to naturally pass. Mm-hmm. Without without having to to address them, without having to get hysterical, some things just just normally pass. And uh, I, I'm um what is what am, what am Michael Jackson tell Paul McCartney that I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 So, so wow. when, when we walk, we hold hands. When we sit someplace. With arm in arm, and that's 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 for us. That's not for nobody else. Some people look at it and say, "Oh, that's so cute." I say, "Oh my goodness. So we just we 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 learn to enjoy each other's company. You know, when she's going through something, that means that, that yes, I'm I'm going through something. You know, I'm not I'm not feeling all of the uh, birthing pains and puts it out and all of that, but I'm with her 100. percent Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. This is beautiful. This is beautiful stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. let's talk about the money. Now mm-hmm. I'm sure when you were single, you were spending money was one thing. When you got married with no children, spending money was mm-hmm. one thing. But as time went on, things took a shift either way. How did you mm-hmm. make it a Because things ain't always going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> My Lord. <laughs> we were, I think we had, um, we had the one son. Our, our, our first son, he's five years older than than the second second son. Okay. So he was, he was the king. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. And um, you know whatever he needed, you know he 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 probably got. <laughs> he probably got. Um, you know uh, we were both we, we were both working. Uh, I didn't I didn't ask uh, Brenda to. We didn't even start going steady until I got the job at the post office. Cause, okay. Because I, I do believe that 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 romance without finance is pure ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you got to keep it real. So, um, right, yeah. So, um, I grew up. Like I guess I grew up in a, a house full of folks, and and my dad wasn't really around. So okay. money was always an issue. Money was always okay. an issue. Um, 
And so, uh, not to say that I was tight, but I learned how to do it out. Okay. Uh, Brenda, she came from uh, her her two parents and and a sister, and so she didn't have the same constraints that I had. Right. But they weren't free with the. They weren't flown with the money either. So. <laughs> okay. They they were savers as well. And and you know my my dad being from the Caribbean he he knew how to save he okay. really knew how to save you know but I think a lot of the money issues that came about you know uh, when you're newly married and you want to make sure that you have what you think you need not what you, you know you think you need it you don't necessarily need it and we were always good about paying our bills always good about that. At one point, we did have a, a joint checking account, and just things got a little messy that way. So we both decided that we would do separate accounts, and we've been functioning that way for years. I know a lot of people say, oh, you're married. You should have a joint account. We do have a joint account that we put savings in. Okay. Okay. But in terms of, of you know, uh, monthly bills and whatnot, extensive bills, and it's not saying this is my money or this is your money. You know, we just, if we found that system works best for us. Okay. You know, and, and we contribute and we contribute to the pot. You know, the mortgage has to get paid. You can't run around right. saying Jesus paid it all. You, you have to be responsible. <laughs> with, with, you have to be responsible with, with, with what is given to you. A good steward has to be responsible and do accordingly. Right. So you know, it it took us it took us a while to really get on a good financial footing, and I commend a lot of couples that have come behind us that really you know have put thought into you know how they should save. You know, you people always say, well, you should wait and save money before you have a child. Let me tell y'all something: these kids come with expenses you don't dream about. Right. Right. You know. And, you know, and, and really, you know, God help you if you have a child that has special needs or, right. you know, daycare. Daycare is astronomical and ridiculous, yeah. you know. And then if you want to send your child to private school, you, know, you have to know exactly, right. you know, work with each other. What are the goals that you wish to accomplish? One thing that Pastor Vinny challenged me when we were dating, and he asked me this question. He said, what is your what is your six-month goal, your one-year goal, and your five-year goal? Okay. And that okay. question really made me think. And, you know, each each year that we go through and when we counsel couples, we tell them you have to have goals, not just only in, you know, m- making it with each other, but also financially. We see right. the way how this world is going, and we see the way how, you know, that certain things that you can't afford, you just don't want to waste money on frivolous things. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and uh, and I, and I was in our twilight years. <laughs> uh, things, <laughs> things seem to be so much easier. Yes, right, things, right. Things, you know, that, that's one of those things we said we're not always going to have to pinch a penny. Right, we're not always going to have to do without. Yes, you know. Right, we're not going to have to, you know. Delayed this another month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, God, God has been so good. Yes. And I, I, I think, and, uh, main, I think mainly because we are tithers. Mm. Amen. We give, we give up our finances. 
Mm-hmm. And we give up our time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the Lord. We all say when you when you, you you take care of God's business, He will definitely take care of yours. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 All right. Let's talk about. I want to say the word secrets. I want to say that word. Mm-hmm. But what I want to talk about is, you know. When you walk into a relationship, you already have the amount of stuff you talk about and stuff you don't talk about. But Mm -hmm. as this relationship turns into a marriage, now, do you hold secrets? You know, some people say, well, you got to keep something to yourself. And that's why I say I want to opt to use the word secrets. And I want you mm-hmm. to to talk about this 36 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to be like this. You're going to have to talk about some things. What we got? What we got? What we got, Stokes? What we got? Well, 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 first of all, as as, as ministers and as, you know, counselors, there are things that we are about not to talk, we can't talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. There are things that, right. that, that, we, that, that we, we can't um, divulge mm-hmm. um, right away anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when, when, the, uh, when the, uh, the period, a certain period has uh, dissolved or has moved on to where it was no longer an issue, you know, we get clearance, then we're able to sit down and talk talk to each other about the situation. And she'll say, well, right. I said, you're right. supposed to know that. <laughs> you know, deal with things. But, I, but when you talk about personal things, mm-hmm. there, there are things, I don't, I don't think that we, <laughs> we don't keep a, a lot of secrets, but, but, but there are some things that, Sometimes you have to hold close to the vest mm-hmm. okay. um, because they could be hurtful to to, to your partner. Mm. There's some things that we go through um, not because you're trying to keep a, a secret, but maybe you're trying to keep a relationship healthy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to trying to get this, uh, find a situation, but um, uh, it, it's it's a little difficult. Um, like I said, I I, I come up in a uh, big family, by all accounts, crazy family, <laughs> <laughs> and um, even in the last I say I say ten, ten years, you know. Some truth, truths have come out that that I was I wasn't even aware of. Mm. So I, I know I know Brenda wasn't aware of, and uh, she, she already had her uh, opinion of of some of the folks in my family. She already had her opinion of uh, of some some things, but um, it wouldn't do any good for me to be blabbing mm-hmm. about about my family that would only uh, allow her to see them in a negative light. Mm. 
I don't want her. No. I want her to be able to make up her own mind about about a certain person. Mm. Right. Now, now, my family loves her. They they told her when we started uh, dating. They say you don't have to wait for him to bring you here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't have to wait for her. You know you can come anytime. Mm. And uh, but um, there's just some there's just some. I think some personal things, um, and I and I, I told her, I said, well, when you when 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 you know now when things have passed and going, you know, I have gone back and said, remember when we were blah blah blah? Well, this is what really happened. <laughs> okay. This is what really happened. So uh, it, it's it, it, it's no longer a secret, but it's something for us to to understand and help help our families grow through it. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, uh, there were a lot of us. Uh, you know, you, you grow up with just a mother, and uh, um, I have a I have a twin sister. And, wow. Uh, I don't know how my twin sister would get in the midst of things that that uh, nobody else knew about. So okay. I call her the, the I call her the grave digger because she know how to get to <laughs> the dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> She she wow. she's lovely, but yeah, but she she she'll get to the real dirt. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! Is that Pastor Brenda? What you got? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> Pastor Vinny and I, like you said, we don't really have that many secrets. But you know, when the times that you know the things that I may go through or see, and at the time I may call one of my I call them my confidants, my little army. And I'll run it by them first. And and a lot of these confidants are men, good friends of the family. And, you know, to get a male perspective, it's, it's not that I'm giving them the whole situation, but I'm just, you know, explaining to them. I said, well, you know, how should how should this be handled? How do you think I should, you know, we should react? And the advice has been, has been golden. And as Pastor V said, you know, there may be times that you can't come at that very moment because it may just blow up. Right. And it's not saying that you're trying to be deceitful or be, you know, have any deception, but you have to use wisdom on when right. you're going to talk to your partner about certain things because, you know, sometimes it may affect, as you said, a family member. It may affect a close friend. It may even affect an enemy. Mm, wow. You have to be so careful on how secrets really, you know, manifest that you can talk with your partners. And, again, it's not that you're being deceitful, but you have to use wisdom on when to open your mouth and when to keep your mouth closed. Wow. I like that. I like that. I like that. Wow. All right. What about your time? You know, needless to say, you know, everybody's time shifts. You know, it's mm-hmm. not always be like this. You know, you, you had time to yourselves. You had time, mm-hmm. you know, to hold hands and to cuddle, and there was mm-hmm. nobody and nothing, you know, that would come between that. And then as time went on, you know, a lot of times we, we've heard that the men end up getting jealous of the children, mm. the women. I'm a little resentful of the family dynamic. He wants kids. Mm-hmm. She wants more time. And the time shifts. It ain't going to always be mm-hmm. like this. 
won't always be mm-hmm. like this. And mm-hmm. and look at how you just started this whole uh, segment with we are trying to be empty nesters. So here you are. You started <laughs> off where you didn't have anybody. You've spent 30-some-odd years being a parent with children in the house. And now, you know, some people... They don't want the kids to go nowhere because they can't figure out what they're going to do after the kids leave. So let's talk about that time factor that takes this constant shift. It won't always be like this. We don't even, we can't even go from one extreme to the next. Look at how it just shifts from moment to moment, moment to moment. Pastor Brenda. Yeah, you know, the most important thing that you have to remember is knowing when to say the word no. You know, we've we, we've been in ministry. You know, you get pulled in different directions. Uh, we also do a Tuesday night radio broadcast called Prayer 911 Daytona locally, so that takes up time. I'm still working, so that takes up time. But there comes a point during each week that I just tell Pastor V, I said, look, everything's getting shut down. Okay. And we have to make time you know, to to speak with each other. Even the days that I work from home, you know, at lunchtime I'll just go out with him, you know, when he's in the other room and just, you know, joke around. You have to make that time, little snippets of time, because everybody's right. busy these days. We're, we're living in a, in a time of busyness, but you have to learn when to take time. And you have to do that for your your spiritual wellness and mentality as well. You cannot right. run on empty and run on fumes and expect to be a help to somebody else. I can't be a help to Pastor Vinny if I'm like, you know what, I don't want to be bothered. Right. I just don't want right. to be bothered. But you have to make that time where you just shut things off, you shut things down, you dedicate some time. You know, when we, when we dated, Wednesdays were always our date night. So every okay. week we would spend time with, you, with each other. You know, when you get married, the kids come along. You know, we we hang out with the kids. But now we are at the point where we make so much more time for each other. Not saying that we didn't before, but we make a lot more time for each other because it's just the way how the dynamics shift. And you know, right. you you just you need to you need that time with each other. You need that time because over thirty six years, our mindsets have definitely changed. But right. I would say that we we still have the same focus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Pass me. We pass the baton. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I, well, for me, I've been retired now for about four years, and um, I, I, my time is is pretty. I, I keep my time pretty open, but I don't make any plans unless I let. I find out what Brenda's plans are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that we, we just go and run and run and run and run. Uh, we do have a, the flexibility now because the kids are, are, are grown, you know. Right. They're here, but, you know, we're not trying to spoon feed them. Right. Right. You know, this is, this is, uh, this is supposed to be our time. And, uh, you know, we let them know. We said, oh. We'll be gone for the weekend. See ya. Don't burn the house down. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's important uh, to me that, that, that Brynn knows that. For her, it's, it's a little difficult because, especially right now, she's, she's at a new 
a new job. There's a lot of new things that she's trying to get under her belt. There's a lot of, you know, different relationships and uh, things that she's trying to sort out. And I'm just, I'm just, bitch, do what you got to do. I'm right here in my office in the living room. <laughs> and I have my remote control. <laughs> I've learned how to use the remote control because even the kids aren't there to, to wrestle the remote control from me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of enjoying, you know, this time. <laughs> and I said, baby, you'll be here in a minute. <laughs> Before you know it, you know, um, it, it's, we, we that that phrase it won't always be like this. It always takes me back. We were we were sitting in the diner with our youngest son, and he was really active and ornery at times. And uh, there was, sometimes I'd have to hold him while Brenda ate. <laughs> so when she finished eating, when she finished eating, I, I would pass him over to her. And then, then I would eat. And I and I, okay. and I said those exact same words. Don't worry, baby. He's gonna, he gonna get grown one day. It's not always gonna be like this. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, and that's one of the reasons I chose that topic. Mm-hmm. Things things change mm-hmm. if we're willing to stick it out. Yes. Right. Yes. Things change if we have the right motivation, as if we have the right mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if we're trusting God, God's going to work things out in our favor. And I, I believe that I, I've seen it over and over and over again. Mm. Mm. All right, all right. I want to talk about this. You only have a few more minutes. I can't hold you much longer. <laughs> but I want to talk about forgiveness. Mm. I want to talk about forgiveness. How have you navigated through forgiveness for 36 years. That is such a, (laughs) that's something else. You know, uh, you come into the relationship and everybody has different, different points, different triggers. Right. And, you know, the times that, that we have had disagreements, you know, we, we give ourselves a cooling off period. You know, and it, it, you know the Bible says, "Don't let the sun go down on your go down, and you don't go to sleep angry." There have been times, yeah, that I've had to really work through some some issues, you know, and, and really get get things on my in my head. But you know, I my my thing whenever I've had to deal with forgiveness, it's like, how would I want how would how would it feel for me to be that person, the other person, you know, how okay. would it feel for me to be past the V? And to really work through, you know, because sometimes we can be stubborn-headed and we always want to be right. Right. But sometimes you, you you have to, you know, you have to swallow that pride and say, look, yep. I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I need you to forgive me. You know, I, I need you to okay. forgive me. I need you to understand. And, and also to explain sometimes why you took the stand that you did. Because that's right. part of the forgiveness right. process as well. You know, why, why did you act out that way? And sometimes it opens up a whole different dialogue for you to see this person even after you know 30 something years it opens up a whole different dialogue yeah wow 30, wow wow 30, 36 years again it's not 36 days right but we're still learning still learning about each other still experiencing uh, uh different things going through uh different things and um 
you know, my my um, I guess my my characteristic is that I'm outgoing. I'm outgoing. Okay. Pastor Brenda, she'll cut you off at the knees. <laughs> you know, but even even in that, I see her getting more open to people. You know, okay. she's telling that be careful who you open up to because, you know, everybody don't have the same thing in mind. Mm, <laughs> when right. You, when you talk to people, you know, some of these peppers, <laughs> tell it. Nah. Some of these peppers out there, you know, just trying to use you. And right. I say, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, getting that deep into people like that. But she said, you got to be careful. And so I've, I've had to take her counsel and and really guard myself. Okay. You know, and and me guarding myself guards us. All right. All right. Wow. Wow. Oh my it's goodness. A, it's, it's hard to, to it's hard to counsel people without really want allowing them to feel that you're invested, you know, in their situation. Right. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. It it, it, it takes a bit of investment. Um. Absolutely. Absolutely. Prayer time. Yes. We're going to end with prayer time. It won't always be like this. Sometimes... Sometimes we had to learn how to pray on the run. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to learn how to pray on the run. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't always have the side of a bed to, to kneel to kneel on. You know, um, but 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 um, sometimes we you just you know the word says to pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. but it didn't give any specifics as to where to pray. Mm. 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 And uh, you know, we we've seen it. We we know how things don't work out when we don't pray. Yeah. Ah, I like that. I like yeah. that. So, I like that. Mhm. So, uh, it, it is definitely a, a part of us, and, and and I enjoy the times when we're able to stop and pray together. Yes. Yeah. And pray together, but uh, we. <laughs> I tell. The way that the world is today, I, I don't know. I don't know how people are making it without praying. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, now you better say that again, Pastor V. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how people are making it without praying. You know, well, I, I do know how they make it. They're not making it. That's right. That they're that, not. That's right. They're, they're it not better. making it. Making it. No matter. No matter how you know things look so good on the other side of the. Of your yard, you know the grass looks so green, but it's only grass. <laughs> right. Astro turf. You got the real yes. thing, and they got the fake thing over there. Tune it out. Yep. That's the real thing. Yep. <laughs> wow. Pastor Brenda, what are we talking about? You know, you got three kids, three boys. <laughs> I'm sure your prayer time has shifted. But you gotta make that time to, you know, make sure you get that prayer in because, like Pastor V said, there's just 
no life without prayer, no real life without prayer. There's no way in the world you would be able to get through if you didn't pray. It's so true. You know, I really didn't appreciate prayer until I became an adult. Okay. (laughs) I, I, I mean, you know, as a kid and you're growing up in church and you see people pray and, you know, you go through the motions. But when you have to face some real life situations, and your families and your friends have to face some real-life situations, and it's a matter of life or death, you learn how to pray. And it's just not a, a, a five-minute prayer or a one-minute prayer. I mean, you know, when you're just starting off, but as you grow in grace and as you grow in age and as you grow in the spirit, you are going to tap into a level of prayer, and each level of prayer takes you to another level of prayer. Just unlock some more doors. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, we, we, we are great believers. We prayed for our sons from the womb. My, my grandfather, my late grandfather, prayed for me from the, from the womb. We prayed for our granddaughters from the womb. So prayer is, that covering doesn't start when you get here. Right, right. You have to have that covering from the time of conception. You know, from the right. time that you know that you're pregnant, you know, have have the right people pray for you because that mean everybody can't lay hands on you. Oh, oh, say that again. Say that four times. Okay. Oh, and everybody, everybody can't be can't praying. Lay, that's it. They can, and oh. so you know, I found you know I found in my my special prayer time. Sometimes the Lord will wake me up early in the morning, three, four o'clock in the morning. You know, I know I got to be up at six, six thirty, but you know what? The Lord will wake me up and just have me pray. You know, during the days, you know, there's, right. there's certain things that happen during the day, and I'll go into, say, if I'm at work, I'm in the restroom, and I'll just say a, a quick prayer. Lord, you know the situation. Handle it. You know, whatever needs to be done, but you have to stay rooted and grounded in prayer. Amen, amen, amen. Pastor V, you chose it won't always be like this. And having said everything you said this morning, <laughs> what do you want to leave our listeners with this morning mm. regarding this uh, topic? Mm. Well, I'd I, I, I like to say it doesn't matter how you begin. What's important is how you end. Mm. Mm, wow. Mm. Wow. Things, 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 things could be disjointed and out of sorts and confused and, and all of those things that we try to avoid. But it's important for us to stick with it. You know, if you're going to live for the Lord, if you're going to be a servant, trust, trust the God that you serve. Trust the God. We didn't come here. We didn't get this this far by ourselves. And we'll tell Amen. everybody that. There's, there's no way that we we could do this. You know, when we look around and, you know, when we see where we are, we're, you know, we're grateful, we're thankful, but it's all because of the love and the grace of God. You know, um, and the, 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 you know, thinking back with, with our son, Tearing up the dining, the, the uh, table at the uh, restaurant, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I was like, Lord, I, I ain't trying to do this every day now. <laughs> I ain't trying to do this every day. But, you know, it, he, he got older. He, he got 
he got more accustomed to going out, uh, he began to use his words. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and things things began to change. And when his two brothers came along, he was their model. <laughs> they, copied, they copied him. And uh, so, so much to the point that if, 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 uh, if, if they wanted to do something bad, they would look at him and see what he was doing, you know. Wow, wow, wow. So, Amen. I'm thankful. You know, I'm thankful. You know, I, I thank God for the rough times because if we didn't, if we didn't have the rough times, you know, what, what did Andre Price say? If we never had a problem, we would know that God could solve them. Amen. Amen. Faith is growing, growing in grace. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Pastor B, Pastor Brenda. Yeah. You know, yeah. what do you, you know, you heard he chose, Pastor V said, all right, I want to choose this this particular topic. Mm-hmm. What was your thought, and now that you've actually just kind of laid all of this out, what do you want to leave our listeners with? Remember, there are two things. When a diamond is formed and then when a pearl is formed. When a diamond is formed, it comes from coal. And you think of the process that it, that a diamond has to go through in order to become shiny. It doesn't always stay as coal. You know, you pick you pick the right the right coal and you want to form it into a diamond. It has to go through a process. So you know, we've gone through process. Anybody that's in a relationship, you have to go through a process. And when you think about how a pearl is formed, a pearl is formed from an oyster. And it starts out as an irritation. And there's certain things that may irritate us, but the irritation is not for a bad thing. It's to help us to become a pearl, something that is smooth, something that is beautiful. So we're going to have some rocky roads. We're going to have some times that, you know, you're going to look and and say, you know, is it worth it all? But trust me, it will be worth it all. Just continue to go through the process. Go through from, you know, living in your cocoon to becoming a beautiful butterfly and to fly into the destiny that God has for you. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, it's been such a pleasure and enjoyable and a blessing to have you both on, Pastors Vincent and Brenda Stokes, and we can't thank you enough for, you know, how you've blessed us this morning in the Relationship Clinic. And we we really pray uh, that God expands your territory, your ministry, your lives, your family, and and that all great things from him will be a, a major blessing in your lives. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity as well, and blessings to you and your listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a blessed one. You too. You too. All righty. Wow. It will always be like this. What a different presentation uh, in comparison to all of the other um, relationship clinic topics. And like I said, you know, now that all of the more flowery (laughs) topics have been picked, we're going to be getting down to some real nitty-gritty and the Stokes kicked it off 
uh, this morning with some real hardcore stuff. And, and listen, I always say go back and listen because you're never going to catch everything on the first go round. No, it ain't always gonna be like this. You ain't always gonna somebody in the bathroom have to go to the bathroom or something. Maybe get a drink of water. But they were fantastic. They were fantastic and such a blessing. And you know, definitely different. Definitely a different presentation. You know, again in comparison to some of the other uh, uh, couples, but not any less of a blessing. It just we just get the best. We always get the best here on the due time with Pastor Steph. And uh it is the top of the hour on a Monday morning. So we cannot go any further without having the switch tip with Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. <laughs> That's good. That's good. What you got for us today? Okay, today I got the switch with Shantice, where we make the switch from the streets to our godly feet. And our switch tip 136 for today and for this week is don't be afraid to help someone else be great. And I know that Mm. title is a little long, but I'm going to read it again. Switch tip 136 for this week is don't be afraid to help someone else be great. Now, I put this on my switch tip ideas list. I don't remember if I was praying and whatever I was praying sparked this thought or a conversation. I don't know, but when I was reviewing the list to see which title God was going to point out, this one jumped out at me this morning. And when I reread the title and as I was looking up the different verses that I thought would really help to, like, make this tip pop, not just for today, but throughout the week, it was just like, you know, there's a lot of it's about me going on. There's a whole lot of narcissism. There's a whole lot of pride. There's a whole lot of arrogance. There's a whole lot of selfishness going on, especially in the church, unfortunately. It's like... The, the place where we're supposed to learn about ourselves and learn about our brethren and learn how I'm weak in some areas, but then there's other areas I have strength and I can use this strength to now help pull my brother and or my sister in Christ up. It's very little of that. It's like this doggy dog cuts the, like how it is in the streets. And it's like, I keep, y'all, y'all know my, my, my joke. And then I was like, God, I don't know if I'm really joking. I think I'm serious sometimes. Like, it's safe in the club because. It's just like, you know what you're going to get when you're in the street a lot of times. As toxic as it is, as dysfunctional as it is, and when you choose, this is why it's so important that everyone builds their own relationship with God. Because despite all of the crabs in the barrel situations I see and all that, it's not deterring me from God. It's not deterring me from wanting. That makes me want to dig deeper into his word. Like, how do I make sure I don't go back to that? Or how do I make sure I stay away from being that? How do I make sure I stay away from being afraid to now help someone else grow and help someone else, you know, find out how dope they are and what they can do and how they can do it? First set of verses I came across was Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4 in the message version. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. 
And I know, again, that this is the era where everyone wakes up today and whatever they declare they are, that's who they are, and that's the title they put on their Instagram page. And, you know, then they start trying to do whatever it is that they want to do. But, again, when you allow God to tap into you and he starts to pull the greatness out of you, every gift, every skill, every talent that he shows you that you have and he shows you how to multiply those talents, it's so that you can also help someone else, mainly help someone else. Like, do you understand, like, the people who are the most memorable a lot of times are the behind-the-scenes people? And it's because their goal wasn't to be in front of the camera. So, like, when you think about the Russell Simmons and you think about, you know, all, all those people that it was just like, I would love to now start something that would now put other people on the map put other people in the spotlight, showcase other people's talents and skills. And they are a lot of times more memorable than the artists, than the entertainers. And it's because they forgot about themselves long enough to now lend a helping hand. Everyone is not able to do the same thing. So for another example, if you're able to be the founder of an organization, a company, a business, if you're able to be the CEO, everyone does not have that ability. Some people are gifted and talented enough to be an assistant, and that is a whole job, okay? But some people are gifted and talented to be, um, you know, the, the artist or, you know, whatever industry it is, whatever field it is. But you, you can't try to elbow your way to the front. You can't try to now get over just to now make your name pop and just now make yourself pop. And I know, and this I'm very guilty of, a lot of the times you get very discouraged because you try your hardest to help people out and they don't show appreciation. But that you ain't got nothing to do with that. You have to make sure you're following what these two verses are said. Make sure you're forgetting about yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. Proverbs 18:12 message version. Pride first, then the clash, but humility is precursor to honor. The definition of pride, too high an opinion of one's own ability or worth. Definition of humility, a modest or low view of one's own importance. Now, analyze those definitions and put it into the verse. Pride first, then the crash, but humility is precursor to honor. Philippians 2, 5-8, message version. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. I'm sorry. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death and the worst kind of death at that of crucifixion. Jesus did all of that so that he could help us be great. He didn't do all of that so that his name could go, go down in history for dying. Oh, a watch that I'm going to do this. And if you really read the Bible and if you watch the Passion of Christ, you saw how he said nothing even during that time. He didn't boast. He didn't say, remember who I am? Nothing. Nothing. He did all of that to ensure that we would be great. Hebrews 1, six message version. When he presents his honest son, he being God, when he presents his honest son to the world, he says, all angels must worship him. Verses 8 through 11a. 
but he says to the son, you're God, and on the throne for good, your rule makes everything right. You love it when things are right. You hate it when things are wrong. That is why God, your God, poured fragrant oil on your head, marking you out as king, far above your dear companions. And again to the sun, you, master, started it all, made earth's foundations, then crafted the stars in the sky. Earth and sky will wear out, but not you. This is God talking. God, who's higher than God? But he was not afraid to make Jesus great. Because when he told Jesus, this is what I need you to do, and Jesus said, okay, and was a thousand percent obedient, he was not afraid to esteem Jesus. He didn't say, okay, well, you only want to get this status because, you know, I, how, how are you telling everybody else to worship him? He could have easily said, listen, I'm God. They only worship me. Angels, humans, whomever only worship me. But because he wasn't afraid, so we really have to make sure we're making a conscious decision to make the switch. Of being afraid to help someone else be great and literally follow in the footsteps of Jesus and God. If they were not afraid to make each other great, we should not be afraid to make someone else great with the things that have been given to us from God. We are not responsible for having the talents and skills that we have. We have the choice to utilize them properly or not. But every good and perfect gift comes from God. That's also another verse from the Bible. So let's make sure we're making a switch to not being afraid to help someone else be great. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shantice. Thank you. Give us your switch tip again. Don't be afraid to help someone else be great. Amen. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Ah, boy. We got a lot this morning. Don't be afraid to help someone else be great. Amen. And it won't always be like this. You know, (laughs) so much was said this morning in regards to, you know, helping someone else be great. And if we take it from the angle of, you know, the relationship clinic, you know, it won't always be like this. You know, when when you start off, you start off as an individual, you know, and then you start dating and, you know, as Pastor Jeff said, you start courting. You know, the, the goal should be that both of you are uplifting the name of Jesus And, you know, you're helping the other one be great. And that should be your goal. That should truly be your goal because as you are, you know, working on yourself but helping someone else be great, look at what God is doing for you. Look at what God is doing for you. He's going to elevate you. He's not going to forget about you. He's not going to forget about all that you have poured into someone else. All that you're, you know, helping someone else achieve, especially when you're helping them and drawing them closer to Christ, especially when you're helping them and and whatever it is that their ministry is, you know, to, to focus on God. And the thing that I love about, you know, 
pastors, you know, Vincent and Brenda and other pastors like that, you know, there's no hierarchy. You know, there's no, you know, there's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this and I'm only this and, and he's that or she's that. You know, I've pointed out, you know, look at the, the women on this ministry. You have uh, Pastor Charlene and Elder Beard. You had Pastor Kim and Elder Tyrone. You had Elder Nitisha and Minister Greg. You know, these these women, you know, they had counterparts. And no one is above the other. You know, everybody's in ministry. Everybody's doing what they were called to do. And nobody looks over and thinks that they're greater. And no one looks over and, and, and says that I'm less than. You know, these ladies come on every week and they lay it out over and over and over again. And it doesn't slight their husband. You know, we, we come from, an, you know, a, a time where, you know, women could not Women were not allowed, you know, and and, in in some areas, women are still capped. You know, we still can't, you know, do what everyone else does, you know, according to some people. You know, there's some people who still say, you know, women shouldn't be pastors. There's some people that say women should be bishops, you know. Listen, nobody has a say over what God says. Again, you know, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why. Is, is is what you and how you need to read the Bible. And, you know, who are we to tell somebody who God has called us to be? And, you know, my own personal testimony, you know, nobody spoke over my life but God. Listen to the stories of Pastor Charlene. Oh, my good Lord. Talk about a testimony. Listen to Pastor Kim, a mother at 14 who gave her child up for adoption, and look at who she is today. Look at the testimony of Elder Nitisha, whose mother, you know, was the culprit in, in, in her life, who really did some work and not a good work in her life. Listen to the history of these women. Who would have thought that any of us would have been who we are today? You know, so man can't tell me nothing. I don't care what you talk about, what no Bible said. I don't care, I don't care what anybody says. Don't come telling me who and, and, and you can't be no this and you can't be no that. When I'm looking at four women's lives alone, Four women's lives alone who God has spoken into. Don't tell me nothing about no Bible. Tell me nothing about no Bible. Because let me tell you something. I'm looking at the impact that just four women, just four, just four women have in this world. We are speaking in 48 countries. There's something happening. So keep your mouths shut when it comes to what women should be, can't be, or whatever. And, you know, this is why our job now is to, you know, 
push someone else. Push that next individual. Talk that next individual into greatness. Speak into that next life. Push. You know, if we have a testimony between the four of our lives, it won't always be like this. If we look at our yesterday and we look at our today, if God does not let us live past today, we four have had a testimony. It won't always be like this. We can attest to that. No matter how bad it was at one point, we are looking at at, at, at a level of greatness now. And that's because someone poured into our life. That's what our responsibility is. The Bible tells us, go out and make disciples. And we don't realize what type of a disciple that we're going to make. Look at who Peter came out to be. He was the one who denied Christ. But look at who and how God used Peter later. The greatness that was poured into. Yeah. Worked. We're not just talking. We we know Jesus, you know, did it. But it doesn't mean that you can't do the same work as a man. And it doesn't mean male. But as man, mankind, you know, the switch tip tells us that we can. The switch tip reminds us that we have an obligation. The switch tip steers us into remembering it's not all about us. We have a responsibility to one another, to make one another great, not just as, as intimate partners, but as people of, of, of Christ, people in Christ, people of God. We have that responsibility. We don't have the responsibility of tearing one another down. We have the responsibility of building one another up. We have the responsibility of building one another up to be great, to be great, not just to be good, not just to be okay, but to officially be great. And sometimes people don't even realize it. You're pouring into them, and they're just rejecting it all the way. And it becomes tiring. It becomes very tiring. But remember, that's your goal. Remember, that's our job. And that's our mission. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank Pastors Vincent and Brenda Stokes for opening up our relationship clinic. Oh, and doing a fine job. Thank you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to develop a closer relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, 
where it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. God spare our life. I love you.